Hey, how's it going, everyone? Today's the second episode of our podcast series, and today we're going to be talking about uh, trip planning, and we'll be going through some of the topics that we've covered in our blog post, but in a more uh, condensed and summarized audio format. Um, these blog posts cover how to plan your trip when you're a couple months out from four months, three months, two months, and one month out from the trip, what you need to do each time, how to look at the big picture, budget your time, drill down into more details as your trip approaches, and look at it from both the destination and travel part of packing and eating food. So the first step is to organize your thoughts. You need to really just start out and organize everywhere you want to go, everywhere you need to go if you're meeting up with friends or family members, or if you just want to get somewhere to check out a cool destination that's been on your list for a while. And organize this into just some way that works for you. For me, Excel works best, but Word is great at this point too. You could really use whatever works. You could use a drawing pad, notebook. You can use um, sticky notes if that works for you. This is, this is meant to be something that is useful for you to organize the thoughts of your thoughts of everywhere you want to go. And you want to jot down the cities you want to go to, the states you want to go to. The estimated time between them could help, but it's really not super necessary at this point. You really just want to know the destinations that you want to get to at the city and state level, the park level, the park, the destination level, etc. And you want to rank this in terms of importance. And so you know, like whenever you have to start cutting points, you know what's the most important to you. Um, if you if you're meeting up with someone, if you know you have to be at a certain place at a certain time to meet up with friends or family members, this is actually a really good benefit because you can use this as an anchor point to base all your other dates and locations around. For example, my wife and I, when we're planning our cross country summer trip, we used our anchor point as meeting up with my wife's family in Fresno, California. We knew that they would only be there for a certain period, a certain week at the end of July. I believe it was, I think it was July 22nd through 29th or 30th. I can't remember the exact date, but it was around that time period. And we knew we had to be there for that exact time period. And thus, we were able to plan the rest of the trip around that single week. We knew that no matter what else we were doing, we would have to arrive in Fresno by the start of that week, and then we would leave at the end of that week. And it made it much easier to plan the rest of the trip because we knew, based on that date, we would figure out, okay, well, how early can we leave? And what's the latest we need to be back home? And then we, from around there, we started planning out all the other stops getting to Fresno and coming back from Fresno. And then it's also a good idea at this stage to have a general idea of how much vacation time or remote work time you can take. You don't need to know the exact days, but knowing the general time frame will help you in planning how big your trip can get. For example, my, going back to our cross-country summer trip, my wife and I knew that we only had around 15 vacation days we could take, but we knew we could both work remotely for for a long extended period remotely because we decided that, oh, we would be working in hotels 
during this trip, so our remote work time was essentially unlimited from the work aspect and was really only limited by how much we wanted to spend on hotels to to work from. And this could be different from you if your work only allows you to work remotely for a week or two at a time, or if it's unlimited, then you can essentially be out on the road as long as you would like to work remotely for. But this helps also at the beginning stage to help you narrow down how how large a trip can become and how many destinations you can budget into your trip. And it's also a good idea to know the exact vacation ideas you can take because at this point, knowing the vacation days you could take will really help you get a general idea of what you can do on the on those vacation days. For example, my wife and I knew for the days we'd be working remotely, we would have a limited set of things we can do on that day be just based on, yes, we could maybe get out of work a little bit earlier based on the time difference of the East Coast and the West Coast, but we still couldn't do a ton of things on that day versus the vacation days. We knew we could do a whole bunch of things and we can budget a much longer day trip or exploration time around. So going back to this, it might sound complicated, but we'll drill down into this further in the blog post. But you want to have a general idea, but you know, not super specific at this stage. And this is like around the four to three months out time period. But now once you start getting into like around three to two months out, you really should start reducing the points that you want to explore. You don't have to get down exactly the amount of days and points you want to visit, but just start eliminating the things that you know, oh, this destination is two hours out from the location I'm going to be camping or staying at a hotel, and then the next day I'm going north rather than south then you know you really have to cut out your trip. For example, my wife and I both knew that, oh, we really wanted to go to visit Phoenix, Arizona, but we would be staying in Flagstaff, Arizona to see the Grand Canyon in Sedona, and we had a limited amount of time before we knew we had to move on to make our way to Fresno. So we knew, hey, we're going to have to cut Phoenix out of the trip because it would be a too long of a journey to take a two and a half hour trip south just to get to Phoenix to explore for maybe a half hour or hour and then make our way back at the end of one of our remote work days and we didn't want to allocate a whole separate vacation day just to go see Phoenix. So that's an example of how you can start eliminating things earlier on. And now at this point it's also really useful to start mapping your destinations out and putting pins on a map. And, you know, for this stage, I utilized Onyx Off-Road and Gaia Maps because I found these super helpful to not only look at for Onyx, where we want to go off-roading, what trails we want to go off-roading on, but also points of interest. And Gaia was really useful in that sense to look at points of interest as well, to see different map layers, to know what areas we can or can't go to, what might be interesting to look at, etc. Another good option is Osmond Apps, which is an Android app that is super useful open source app, or 
even you could really just use Google Maps or Google My Maps. That's the most basic option to utilize. It's free. Everyone already has it. But, you know, it's not going to give you the power that some of these other mapping softwares will allow you in terms of pre-planning your route, saving the route, and being able to navigate it once you get to that location. Um, so, but it's really up to you based on what exactly you're going to be doing on this trip. Um, and it just helps you visualize your your route as you're going through it. And then as you have multiple waypoints on a map, you can really start to see, okay, how long is it going to take to get from destination to destination? How many hours do I need to budget for in a day for travel? How long do I believe I can drive within a day? And this is where it's useful. You know, if you're traveling with your significant other and you're fine splitting time traveling, then, you know, you could really probably travel 10, 12 hours within a day. That's what my wife and I do because we know we can each probably drive five to seven hours and then we can switch off and the other can drive. And, you know, if you're if you're by yourself, this time's going to be limited. If you have kids, it's going to be limited. I mean, even with us, with just having a dog on our trips, we know we can't travel as far in a single day with a dog as when we don't have the dog with us just because we know he's he's going to get anxious in the backseat. He's going to need to make potty stops more often than we might. He's going to get restless, etc. So just having that all in mind will help you better plan how far you can go in a day and what destinations you can get to. And once again, this is where it's useful to have that anchor destination set in stone so you can really plan, okay, I, we want to go see all these destinations, but we have to be to that anchor point at a certain time period. Also, once you start condes condensing and eliminating your destinations, it's a good idea to know the capabilities of your vehicle. If you have some really remote, obscure locations that you want to get to in the southwest, such as what we're doing this summer, make sure you have a capable vehicle. It's a four-wheel drive, high-clearance vehicle with a significant recovery gear. So you're not going to get yourself stranded in a location that your vehicle is not going to be fully capable of getting to. But if you're just going to be visiting cities, you don't have to worry about this as much. But, you know, it's still a factor, such as if you're going to be visiting a crowded city, try not to take a very large truck into New York City. Make sure you have a compact vehicle that you can get, get there or you're planning to budget on taking public transit, etc. And now around this, like, three to two month period, you really should start be putting like pen to paper to make an official official trip itinerary. And we found it most useful to utilize Excel just because that's what I've used for work for, I don't know, almost a decade now. And it's been super useful in just planning things. You can utilize it to keep track of everything you everything you wanna see, the dates and times, how long it's gonna take you to go between destinations, what you've booked and haven't booked. And this is gonna reflect what you see in our Excel templates that we've posted on our website. Give you a summary of what's on there. In our cross-country trip plan, we have columns labeled date, day, if it's a working day or, or not working day, what's the hour difference from Eastern Standard Time, how many vacation days have we taken so far, does this certain day count as a working hotel day 
or is it a relaxation hotel day or is it a camp night is it it has the camp night been reserved if it's a hotel night has the hotel been reserved on that day what's our starting destination on that day what's our ending destination what's the time difference or what's the travel difference in, in hours to get between both locations are there any waypoints that we want to stop along the way between the starting and ending location if we're in the same location on that day do we have day trips planned that we want to go to a certain location how long does it take for us to get to that day trip donation that day trip destination and back etc and this this has been useful because it's oftentimes things that everyone thinks about when they're planning a trip but usually it's just scattered around a bunch of different emails, text messages, book reservations on apps, etc. And there's no single source of truth of what you've planned for that trip. So having an Excel spreadsheet to organize it has been uber helpful. And so please go to our website and check out that document because it's going to help you plan your next trip. And now once you get to around that like two month period out you really should start be like you should start prepping your trip in terms of packing camping items if you're camping clothing items etc maintaining your vehicle and you can you can wait till a month out to do this part but you know the earlier you start the better because it allows you time to buy anything that you might have forgotten to go shopping for things you might have forgotten or you know, things that you might not have or you might need to consider testing what you have out in the wild locally to see if it works for you before you actually go buy something new. And, you know, for camping items, you know, this might be useful to consider. Are you going to be sleeping in a ground tent? If so, do you have a, a sleeping bag and a sleeping mat for comfort? Or are you going to be using air mattress? If you're using air mattress, are you gonna be inflating it with your mouth or do you have a, a battery operated inflator? Or are you gonna be using one that plugs into your vehicle? Um, do you, if, you, if you're not gonna be camping with a ground tent, if you're gonna be camping over the rooftop tent, check everything to make sure it works. Use a shakedown trip to make sure it's working. You know, inspect it, make sure things are in proper working order before you actually leave. For clothing items, this is something that, you know, you can start planning two to one months out, but, you know, it might change as you get closer to the the leaving date because the weather is likely going to change. But you can, you can be prepared for that by packing multiple layers and being ready for all weather conditions because you don't know what's going to happen. And for us, we've lived in New England for, what, five, six years now? And... Being in New England weather has taught us to dress in layers and to pack in layers to be prepared for all weather conditions. That way, you know, no matter what happens, you have you have the right clothes for the day. And it's super useful for for this part too. Rather than think of rather than thinking of the clothes you want to pack, think of the outfits that you want to pack and how that outfit applies to different activities you want to do on the trip is it going to work for you or if you want to go hiking or is it going to work if you want to go roaming around a city or stargazing or taking photography or what about rafting kayaking uh, stand-up paddleboarding 
What if you want to go get a fancy dinner or see a show? And the more the more applications your outfit works for, the less you're going to have to pack. But it's also important to keep in mind how often are you going to be able to do laundry? You know, if you can do laundry once every week, if you're staying at, if you're breaking up your campsites by staying at hotels, by working remotely, such as what we're doing this summer, you know, your outfit, your clothing, the clothing items or outfits that you have to pack really doesn't have to be that much because you're going to be able to do laundry every week, every week and a half. But if you're planning to do long haul, remote work and while camping or just not even working at all and just camping and exploring you know you're not going to be able to do laundry that often so you might want to pack more clothes rather than less because you don't want to have too many dirty clothes Uh, make sure you pack pack plenty of uh, underwear and socks because you don't want to be stuck with wet underwear wet socks because that's no fun and then as for your vehicle around this month out period make sure you're you're doing basic maintenance on your vehicle does get a new oil change and change your oil filter before you leave so you don't have to do that part way through the trip rotate your tires check for signs of wear or damage Uh, if you have dashboard lights on take it to a mechanic just to make sure nothing's astray and try and get it fixed Another thing to be cognizant of is make sure your car registration is going to expire partway through your trip. If you're going to be doing more overlanding or off-roading, check your rooftop tent, check your water supply, your extra fuel cans, make sure nothing's leaking. Do give everything a finger-tight twist before you leave just to make sure everything's bolted on tight, nothing's loose. Um... You know, if you can do a shakedown trip beforehand, or if you can do two shakedown trips beforehand, that's even better because you can really put everything through the grinder to make sure it's working before you get too far away from home where you can't fix it on the road, or it's gonna you're gonna have to take it to a shop to spend a lot of money to fix it on the road. So that's everything you really need to prep for before your upcoming long haul destination trip, and this just went over the information we had on our website that we're covering during our trip planning series. So if you want to hear any of this in more detail, please go check out our website. We have our Excel templates posted there. You can download them for free. You can utilize them exactly as they are to help you plan your own trip, or you can just take bits and pieces that you find useful for your trip and then discard the rest. It's up to you. Just download for free and uh, feel free to utilize it and help you get out there on the road.